Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael Show is on the air. I want to remind you, call in now. 855-830-8648. Call right now if you've got a, a fantasy football question for the charge. Paul Charchi is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. And also tonight, 6 to 8, we are going to be on the road yet again. Libby, Montana's out in Mequon. Always a fun place. Good time. It's going to be yours truly, Bart Winkler from uh, the Milwaukee Morning Show on the Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan side. And then from the mix station in Milwaukee, Wes McCain is going to join us. The Bud Girls are going to be there. We're going to have a great time tonight coming up. 6 to 8 tonight out at Libby, Montana's in Mequon. Stop by and say hello. And the Packers have screwed the Vikings in the sense that uh, Christian Michael was uh, waiver-claimed by the Packers. But the team that had claimed him right after the Packers was the Minnesota Vikings, who are also that? in need of a running back, and the Packers ended up getting him. So how you doing, Charge? Well, that's what your Packers are known for, your waiver-wire prowess, <laughs> your many waiver-wire moves that your team makes. Uh, I'm in, I'm interested. I you know, I've got I've formulated my opinion on where on on uh, the usefulness that I believe Christy Michael will have with the Packers. Why don't you tell me what you believe is uh, the case here on how this running back situation will shake itself out? Well, first of all, I don't know how much he's going to be able to do this week. He's not even here yet. Apparently, he's okay. supposed to arrive at some point today. Yeah. So my assumption is he will be the second man on the depth chart. Maybe he he'll give you. A, third down swing pass they'll try to work Ty Montgomery in but I think the James Starks experiment has come, pretty much come to an end right uh and that being said I, I would assume after that he's going to be running behind a better although right now it's banged up a better offensive line in Green Bay than he was uh in on the depth chart was in Seattle much better so you know my assumption is his productivity is going to go up now is he going to be a guy that's going to get the ball 25 times a game no but i bet you he ends up getting it anywhere from 13 to 15 times a game you and i are in lockstep he's the best running back on your team right now right and it's just how you know how quickly can he integrate into the offense you know he he ran hard and there's he, he there was a reason that you know he came out of the shoot as the lead running back even though they had drafted four or whatever three I think they're literally drafted three running backs and you know you'd won that job and he ran pretty well for a while and it, it, you're exactly right the offensive line brutal then you know last week the offensive line plays its best game and CJ Procise looks heroic and he's probably a good running back and you can certainly start Procise this week um, but Rawls is looming there and I wonder if Michael didn't ask for his release I wonder if, if he said look if you're going to demote me down to third string i want to go play somewhere right ask for his release and now look he, as to your to your point i think he could be your starting running back in a couple of weeks i kind of like by the way although you and i see james starks the same way i'm you know I'm, I'm not i don't think he's a great runner this is if you if you have to hit the waiver wire for running back this week because you're in trouble uh, like joe is by the way um <laughs> he's in deep trouble the redskins run defense ranks 30th in rushing yards per game yeah, 28th in yards per attempt this, they've given up four rushing touchdowns in the last three games. If Matt Asiata and Zach Zenner 
can score against the Redskins in the last three weeks, why not James Starks? I think he, you could pick him up and start him. Uh, let's do this. Let's get to the phone calls. you got a question from Paul Charchin regarding fantasy. Let's go to Alex in South Milwaukee. Alex, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, I need Fedora Ritz, uh, Zach Miller, and is Akeem Hunt worth a pickup? Uh, Akeem Hunt is for and, – and don't feel bad if you don't know – he is the backup behind Lamar Miller, who's breaking down before our eyes as the lead running back for Houston. And Akeem Hunt is—I picked him up in my twenty, my twenty-team league this week. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of teams. But as a speculative ad, yeah, you could pick up Akeem Hunt and see what happens here. He, I couldn't hear the full part of his question. Though. What was the Zach first Miller's part of your name. question, Alex? Fedorowitz or Miller? Fedorowitz or Miller? So with Alshon Jeffrey out. That, that's a, and especially with Jay Cutler uh, under Helm, who basically only threw to Alshon Jeffrey. Now it's going to distribute all those passes to a bunch of other people, including Zach Miller. Um, he's also he's averaged eight and a half targets per game over the last two matchups. Now he's going that number's going to go up from there. He's exceeded 40 receiving yards per game in three of the last five. He hasn't been a scoring machine, but he's been highly involved and. On Monday night, the Jets, uh, the Giants, sorry, are the opponent here. They, the Giants, couldn't cover a tight end to save their lives. So, you know, we'll we'll give it a try. Giants have been decent against tight ends. We'll try Zach Miller. Let's go to Jay, listening to us on the north side. Jay, how you doing today? All right, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, what's up? All right, Ryan Tannehill or Drew Brees? Well, it's Drew Brees, and you know, I, I understand why you may be tempted with Tannehill, but he goes up against LA. To understand the LA defense, here's what you need to know. Uh, through most of the month of October, all their good players on defense were hurt, and now they're all back. And you can see what's happened since their since their bye week. They've been a, a dominating defense again. You don't want anything to do with the, the, the Los Angeles defense if you can avoid it. We'll certainly stick with uh, Drew Brees going up against Carolina. It was Brees, I believe, that he yeah mentioned. he said yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, so, yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah. Look every week. Every week, Drew Brees over Ryan Tannehill. You don't need to call in again. I'm setting your lineup the rest of the year. Although Drew Brees on the road, not nearly as good as at home, and they're playing in Carolina tonight. That is absolutely true. Um, it in and I that does it's why he's ranked number nine instead of like number two at the quarterback position. It's because it's a road game. Um, but God, the Carolina defense has been so bad. And by the way, he crushed this same team when they met earlier this year. Again, it was at home, but. 465 yards and four touchdowns mm-hmm. in the first meeting. He could have literally half that, and we'd have a good game from Drew Brees. So we'll uh, we'll take Drew Brees here. Let's go to Tony. Tony, you got a question for Paul Charchian. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, half half yeah. point PPR. I need two out of the three. Mark Ingram, Eli Rogers, or James White. Two out of three. Yeah. Mark Ingram plays tonight against Carolina. They've been a really good run defense. And, uh, you know, I wish I had better news for you here than that. Um, Carolina's allowed uh, – they haven't given up a running touchdown since week four. And they've only given up four touchdowns to running backs all year, which is the lowest in the league. So, you know, I don't love Mark Ingram in this one. You could take him just because just through sheer repetition. He touched the ball 18 times in the first matchup. Through sheer repetition, he may – end up getting a little something but if you want to play the upside and that's what i would do i would take eli rogers the steelers wide receivers are a train wreck right now sammy Coates has two broken hand, fingers in his hand uh darius haywood bay has already been ruled out uh and mark and uh 
and Wheaton is uh, going to miss is likely to miss this game as well. So we're talking about a team that is now looking like three deep at, at uh, Mark Sweeten is three deep at wideout, and I, I think they're all going to be missing these games. So Nealer Rogers could be a nice sneaky start out of the slot for the Steelers. By the way, Christian Michael has made it into Green Bay. He nice. is at practice today. He made it just in time. He had not spoken to Mike McCarthy prior to Mike McCarthy's presser this morning, but he okay. did make it to practice today. So, so he's getting his first look in Green Bay. Unlike most NFL cities. Yours is the one where people just can't hop on a flight and go there. No. Right? I mean, you know, the, how many flights are Seattle to Green Bay? Direct. None. None. Right? So you got to, you know, configure your way to get there. Yeah, I, you I got a really private jet waiting for now. you somewhere or something like that or yeah. something chartered or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not happening on a regular basis, I'll tell you that. No. Uh, this one, uh, this is Paul Perkins or Ryan Matthews in a standard league. Wow, Paul Perkins has done nothing. We'll take Ryan Matthews. By the way, no more befuddling backfield than the Eagles. At this time last week, Doug Peterson reiterated that Darren Sproles was his lead back, his workhorse back, to which I had been very skeptical because Darren Sproles had never been a workhorse back his whole career. But that's what he said, and he had been giving Sproles so much usage that I'm like, all right, okay, I'm ready to believe, and, and Sproles is running at five yards of carry. I'm like, all right, great. So what happens this week? Sproles is nowhere to be seen. It's all Ryan Matthews, and he runs well, and he runs hard in the game. So, duh, now what? Totally frustrating for fantasy owners, which I, I can't say I would blame anybody for being frustrated. Um, Matthews this week gets Seattle. It's at Seattle. So it's a tough matchup, but probably not as tough as you may think. For four straight weeks, number one backs against Seattle have come away with either 100 yards or a touchdown. So Matthews, if he can get another game where he's the workhorse back, which you know, your guess is as good as mine, then yes, he's startable. He's my number 16 running back this week. This one's from Dan, who says, it looks like Dixon is surpassing West in Baltimore. Is it time to drop Terrence West in a non-PPR league? Yes. I am a believer, and we're, we're forward-looking here, right? So we don't know for sure. But over the last five games, Terrence West is averaging 2.7 yards per carry. That's not, that is not good enough, and Dixon looked so much better when we saw him last Thursday night. And the presumption is that John Harbaugh is seeing the same thing we're seeing, and they're going to they're gonna give the majority of the work to Kenneth Dixon, the young rookie runner who has, looks is just so promising. The catch here is it's a bad offensive line to begin with, and they're all banged up with injuries, so I'm not expecting a lot this week. But I don't think Terrence, I don't think, uh, Terrence West is going to give you anything going forward either. So I like Dixon going forward. I just don't love him this week. Uh, let's go to Will listening to us in Greenfield. Will, how are you doing today? What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? I need uh, one running back for a standard league. Kelly against the Packers or Procise? I'm going to go Kelly against your Packers. As you guys know, your run defense, which started the year, just dominating. Um, through the first four games, your, 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 your squad was giving up two yards per carry. But since then... 4.8 yards per carry, four touchdowns allowed over the past five weeks. So I'm going to go with Rob Kelly in, in, a, in a matchup that a few weeks ago I would not have ever guessed we'd be talking about, but Rob Kelly looked pretty good against the Vikings. He's a nice straight-ahead power runner, and I, I think he has a chance for decent success here against your Packers. Paul Charchian from LeagueSafePost.com joining us on the line, taking your fantasy football questions. Let's get right back to it. Who's been on hold the longest here? Let's get to uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, welcome to the program. you got a question for Paul Charchian. Yeah, hi. I've got a, a trade question for you, Charge. Okay. Um, I have. I'm a uh, Demarco Murray owner. I've also got Mel Melvin Gordon, and I've been stashing Thomas Rawls. 
Uh, question is, do I trade Rawls to get Henry to handcuff to Murray? No. And Thomas Rawls, you've got Seattle's workhorse back coming. So, you know, he's worth so much more than just a handcuff. I Should you get Rawls? Or should you get, should you get Henry? Yes. Should you have to pay anything close to what Rawls is worth right now on the, the likelihood that he's going to be Seattle's workhorse back in a week or two? No, you should be able to get you should be able to get him for less. And so don't don't give up on him quite yet. There you go. Appreciate it, Steve. Let's go to Steve. Well, you got a question for Paul Charchi. What's up? Hey, Charch. Uh, you see your question. Um, I've got uh, Adams, Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. I need to start two. I've got Beasley at my flex. Adams is a lock for the reasons you guys are already keenly aware here. But you know, for anybody who doesn't realize, twelve targets per game over the last month. Holy cow! And you figure, and tell me if tell me if I'm wrong, because Bill, you know these things. I gotta figure Josh Norman, who's you know he's shadows. That's right. his deal, right? I gotta believe he's gonna be on Jordy in this game. Yep. And if he's gonna be on Jordy, Jordy or Devontae depends who starts to beat you first. Maybe. So I mean, maybe there's a mid-game adjustment here. But if it's Jordy at the outset, that gives Adams a matchup against either Bashad Breland or Kendall Fuller. They rank 76th and 111th at the cornerback position by Pro Football Focus. So I see Adams here with an opportunity to, to really go nuts if uh, if that does if it does play out that way with Josh Norman shadowing Jordy, and I, I think that it's going to. Uh, let's go to Doug. Doug, you got a question for Paul Charchian. Uh, Mariota or Carr? You wouldn't think it would be Marcus Mariota over David Carr or Derek Carr, who ought to, who ought to be and should be in the conversation for league MVP, but... Mariota has turned into one of the best stories of this season. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in six straight games. He has scored four touchdowns three times in the last month and a half. And now he faces the worst defense that Mariota has faced all year long in the Colts. The Colts ranked 31st in passing yards allowed, 299 per game. They've given up multiple passing touchdowns in six straight weeks. So everything here is lined up for Marcus Mariota to continue the hot streak he's on. He's my number two quarterback this week, Marcus Mariota. It's a great story. Uh, Travis Kelsey or Martellus Bennett, and that's from Toolman. Bennett. It's Gronk's not going. I mean, they haven't they haven't said it yet, but all indications are he won't even travel with the team to San Francisco, let alone play. So Martellus Bennett, in the games in which Gronk has missed or uh, or been hurt in the middle of uh, in those games, Martellus Bennett has averaged 100 yards and a touchdown. So you know he's and he's got San Francisco coming up. So it's a great matchup for him. Needs one out of three: Moncrief, Meredith, or Kelly. Uh, one out of those three: yes. Moncrief, Meredith, or Kelly. Well, it's Moncrief with a bullet because he he keeps scoring touchdowns, which you know we still like touchdowns in this game. He's my number 14 wide receiver this week. In the four games Moncrief has played, Luck has targeted Moncrief four times in the red zone. He's completed four of his passes, and three of them went for touchdowns. I mean, when they get close, they look for him there. Meanwhile, Luck has thrown multiple touchdowns in four straight games against the Titans, and he put up 353 yards in the earlier matchup. So he's going to should have a lot of success passing here. Tennessee's hard to run on. They're easy to pass on. The path of least resistance is through the air, and Dante Moncrief's been very productive. Uh, let's get another one in. Mark on the south side. Mark, how you doing today? What's up? Love yourself. Thank you. I Go ahead. Kenny, three to four. I got Kenny Brett, Tyra Kill, Des Bryant, Mike Wallace. 
three or four. Kenny Britt's out. You got you got Jared Goff in a quarterback. He's you know they press the reset button on that offense in a desperation move that makes no sense whatsoever to bring in a guy who's clearly not ready and is they're 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 putting Jared Goff in because they don't have a choice. Case Keenum has been that bad, and their coach is on the hot seat and has to look like he's doing something. It's a terrible decision and one that I do not believe will ultimately serve that team well and it will not serve fantasy owners to have any part of it. Hey, before we go, and I know we're close yeah, out of sleeper, time. Yeah, Sleeper, what's up? Uh, hang on uh, for just a second, Bill. Yes. I know we're almost out of time. Once a year, I like to tell this story, and I hope you'll indulge me for 60 more seconds. Yeah, go ahead. Want. Monday was November 14th, one of the most important days of the year for me. 11 years ago on Monday, my daughter Audrey was born, and you've heard this story before, Bill. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, on the day she turned one, I went to a stationery store, bought her a leather-bound blank journal, and every November 14th, I handwrite a birthday letter to Audrey in the book, and I tell her about our year together and how much she's grown and changed and all the times that she made me laugh and our adventures together and how special these moments that we share are. and how much her relentless enthusiasm for life just fills my heart with joy and a renewed sense of purpose and for humanity mm-hmm. and the pride that you have in her accomplishments you can only ever get as a father and monday i wrote this year's chapter in the book it is the highlight it's literally the highlight of my year i wait 364 more days to write the next year's chapter and she doesn't know about the book and maybe when she goes to college or when she gets married, I will give it to her with 20 plus years of letters. So, you know, I give a lot of really, really bad advice during this segment. This is the one piece of advice that is 100% guaranteed. Parents, fathers, do this for your kids. It is almost free. And think about how much it would have meant to you if your parent had done it for you. Great, George. Got to go. Have a go. Thank you. Bye-bye. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 